0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of DiviChat. We are back, and today we are talking all about the Internet's favorite topic, AI, artificial intelligence. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about how AI tools such as ChatGPT are going to affect how we build websites in 2023 and beyond and uh, just to be clear we're not talking exclusively about chat gpt because it's only one of many ai tools out there that web designers can use and so we're going to be discussing a few different tools types of tools and um, really covering the spectrum of a of an entire project and so um this is a super exciting episode so definitely uh hang in there and uh join us and bring us your questions and your comments if you're watching live. If you're not watching live, you can still bring us your questions and comments, but uh, it'll just be a little bit delayed. Uh, but before we dive into this topic, let's go ahead and meet our panel. Uh, and we'll, we'll go around the clock here around the uh, yeah, around the clock. We'll start with uh, Eric.
1: Hey everybody, uh, my name is Eric and I am broadcasting from Mexico City. Uh, we are here for the next uh, few months. Uh, my family and I, we are full-time digital nomads for those that are new to the show and don't know. So every couple months we move around. Um, I own In Transit Studios and we are a digital marketing agency that turns local businesses' websites into marketing hubs to help them get more customer activity every day. So that's just a little bit about me.
2: Hey guys, Steph here. Uh, I am super hyped about this episode today. If you know anything about me or if you hang out with me in any of my social places, you know that I am all about the AI these days. I think it's a super fun topic to talk about. And I I got some big thoughts on things. So I'm excited to dive in. And as always, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned my company focus WP, which helps web developers and solopreneurs and agency owners to scale their business. I also have a Facebook group called focus on your biz, which is a great place to hang out. But also, I want to talk about something today that is called the sizzle, which is an AI newsletter that I actually just started to sort of um, curate some of this AI news that's exploding everywhere and it's specifically for uh, like I sort of think about I'm writing it for my dad is kind of how I think of it because it's not super super geeky like it's not all of the really technical bits and the stats or the programming stuff it's more about like this is what's happening culturally and these are some of the really fun tools that exist now and here's how it's gonna impact us that kind of that kind of angle on it so if you feel like that fits you go over to the sizzle.ai and uh, and sign up
0: Love it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm Tim Streifler, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at DiviLife.com, where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, tutorials, and courses. And um, yeah, you can also check me out at divvy.ai. and no, i'm just kidding that doesn't exist <laughs> uh but yeah i'm 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 pumped for this episode uh definitely a lot of fun exciting things happening in the world and one thing that we we're just talking about on air uh or i'm sorry off air before we went on air was that um ai doesn't have to be scary and it's not going to take your job it's a tool that can be used
2: spoiler to, alert
0: yeah exactly it can be a tool that can be used to enhance your job and make your life easier right so if you think about how we as web designers use tools well back in the day websites had to be coded from scratch html and then cmss came along things like wordpress came along and there was a tool that made us be able to create better websites right for a lot less work and then tools like divi came along the page builder and the other page builders that are out there to be able to create websites even better, even faster, right? And so if you think of AI AI as just another tool in the toolbox, then you'll be set up for success. So um, Stephanie had the awesome idea of of kind of covering the spectrum of a project. And so we're going to kind of go and and talk about how the different types of tools can help us create awesome websites uh, in in 2023 and beyond. So, Steph, did you say starting with the sales process or
2: you're on mute i'm the worst i that's why i never mute because i it's it same. just immediately leaves my brain same. Uh, i think that um it doesn't matter what order we go in whatever you think but i was just thinking like there's no robot that's storming into your office right now to kick you away from your desk and do a whole web design project with your client right that's not a risk even in the near future right now, (laughs) maybe the distant future, but not this exact moment. He's not going to like Kool-Aid man it through your wall and take over. But, um, but there are bits of things that, you know, the way I was sort of saying it is that it's going to change a lot of things without trying to be overly dramatic. I think that this is an absolute cultural technological revolution that is really going to touch almost every area of our lives. And that includes um oh, Vicky, thank you. you yeah. Gotta put, I, you gotta put I need on. I need an I AI mean. that turns my mic on when I start talking. <laughs> and maybe that turns it off after a certain period of time as well. But um but yeah, if we can sort of evaluate what areas there are room for us to utilize AI AI as tools and what areas AI might actually start to replace at some point in the future so that we can be prepared for it and we don't get caught in the uh, in the I don't know what, in the sweep up of the things left behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, I,
1: think, I think it makes sense to kind of start like at the, the beginning, the sales process, because yeah. I mean, you're not gonna have a project if you're not making sales. Um, yeah. And uh, I've been leveraging uh, AI That's where I've been leveraging AI AI the most is in sales. So I've been using it to rewrite um, sales copy and coming up with ideas for content. And our Facebook ads are quite frankly outperforming the ones with the copy that we did. Um, And just this week, I I run a webinar um, uh, at least once a month on, on Thursday and this uh that's coming up this week my webinar is this week and so i rewrote my uh invite emails using 100% ai and i'm getting the best results into our webinar um that that we've had with it so i think using it to help with content creation for yourself s- sales emails subject lines i are it's hugely yeah. beneficial
0: now are, eric are you using chat gpt for that or another tool
1: I'm using ChatGPT
2: for it. Um, so, yep, yep. Could I, uh, so, could I do a little def- defining? Could we explain yeah, what yeah, that is?
0: Th- yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I was just gonna say, why don't you do that? Cause there might be some users that don't really understand what ChatGPT actually is. Um, so yeah, please do.
2: So there's a company called OpenAI that was founded by a bunch of people including elon musk who is one um he's a person that is actually kind of vocal about how he's scared about ai and yet he started this company and the reason is because they this group of people thought like they realized that this technology is coming and that it's very powerful so what they wanted to do is to create it in such a way that it has some guardrails on it that it is um accessible to everyone as opposed to just only being um, to people that are in power or have money or whatever, but that it is available to humanity in general, basically. And that also has some protections put in so that it can at least attempt to limit nefarious usage of AI technology. And this, this basic, like the AI has been trained on uh, it's a, it's a large language model is what they call it. And so they've trained it with all of this data, billions and billions of lines of text from the internet, from books, from all of Wikipedia. It's gobbled up like, you know, just tons and tons of information. And then you can access that information and use it. So chat GPT is an interface for accessing that knowledge or, you know, intelligence, if you want to call it that way, right? So it, you can use chat GPT to have basically to, have a conversation with this machine and ask it questions get advice have it do all kinds of calculations or functions for you and there are a ton of tools out there that are also utilizing the underlying um machines to do it and even some that are interfacing directly with chat gpt so chat gpt is just uh it's an interface it has been trained a bit to to react in certain ways. And of course, if you ask it to talk about something racist or uh, evil or mean or, you know, murdering people or whatever, it'll say like, no, I can't talk about that. Or I don't choose to take sides in that, you know, like, so they've put some restrictions on it. So it's just not wide open. But But that's basically how that works. So there are things like Bertha AI. We've talked about that here before. You guys know I'm affiliated with that company. That's another tool that utilizes the underlying technology, which is GPT-3 at this point. There was GPT, then two, and then three and four is coming. But so that's the sort of the technology that underlies ChatGPT, underlies Bertha, and tons of other apps that are coming out now with AI elements or functionality.
1: Yeah, and this yeah. is another example of where like things don't happen overnight. It suddenly seems like it, but OpenAI, like they started OpenAI in 2015, is when it was founded. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, is this is something that's been in the works for a while? So yeah, and there's a yeah, it, what's
2: the rule? It's not like it's not like Murphy's law, but it's some other guy's name law that says that technology basically doubles in capacity. Every two years or something like that, like the computing power of chips and processing speeds and stuff like that. I'm probably misquoting it a bit, but it basically says that it will double every two years. And this technology is doubling every six months. Yeah. So it is very rapidly increasing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I think, uh, so chat GPT, just to add to what you said, they gained millions of users overnight, like they, outgrew like the the growth rate of like facebook and instagram and all the big platforms even tiktok they had a higher uh, a faster growth rate like they reached these like how many millions of users within just like a couple of days which was like unheard of like it took facebook like years to get to that point and they did it in a few days um and i think what, what eric mentioned with happening seemingly overnight was that chat GPT, it was like no one really knew ai only like people in the industry kind of knew it and then all of a sudden it was like mainstream overnight because this language model this ai technology that they had been developing since 2015 all of a sudden became not just available but super accessible to anyone because of the the chat right where you can just type in a question as if you're asking you know your buddy a question like hey what do you know about this topic and then it'll just like spew out you know uh, an example what i found is uh with super technical things which right my my company is divi products and so like it's like it does know stuff about divi but i found it has a lot of inaccuracies um and it's because it has limited knowledge on like super highly technical specific topics or I've, i've tried to get it to build a wordpress plugin in it was like riddled with errors <laughs> and so i think it still has a long way to go i think it probably does better in other areas like like sales and marketing type topics where it's not as like highly specific and highly technical but um if you just play around with it it is extremely powerful and kind of addictive too yeah,
2: it for sure so is. And it's, it takes a little um getting used to how to communicate with it too just like any tool that we have You know, you didn't just open up Photoshop for the first time and, you know, make yourself look 50 pounds lighter without anybody being able to tell the difference. Right. Like you've got not that I don't I mean, that's not what I use Photoshop for, obviously, (laughs) Uh, but um, it is a tool. And to learn how to um, create the prompts, which are the inputs that you give into the A.I., so that you can get out what you want. And whether that's with image generation or text generation or telling it to generate code for something like a plugin, all of those things, whatever you put in as a prompt, there are there is talk about jobs like prompt engineer and things like that that are potentially, so when we think, like some people want to say like, oh, it's coming for jobs, but really what's happening is it's changing things, changing jobs and adding new jobs. You know, So some things will be, reduced or removed but there's also so much possibility for for growth
0: yeah yeah absolutely and, and i think i see a major industry is companies that will train the ai for specific companies right where like say there's a SaaS company and they have a big documentation library to how to use their software will have a company come in and, and train Open AI model, chat GPT, whatever, how however the API works, to say, hey, become a customer service person, learn how to use my software. Here's all of our documentation, learn all that, and become and, and then also here's the backlog of all of our human support tickets. And so now they can like become the first line of defense, right? I think they're still gonna need the second line of an actual human to come in, depending on the software tool. But um in a lot of cases, I feel like that type of AI tool can be frontline customer support across so many different industries, right? Right now, the common person can't apply that to their business. But having a specialty company to come in and be able to train that, I feel like we're getting way off topic here. But um, I feel like that's a huge, huge opportunity. If you can learn how to do that and build a company around it, you'll make millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> okay, so back to the the web design process. So Starting at the sales cycle, Eric, how would you see chat GPT? Like walk us through what that actually looks like. If you were going to maybe send out a couple of like cold emails or, um, you know, some of that beginning stages of a site of a, of a sales cycle with a web design client. How, how what would that look like?
1: With a, with, how would I do it with a web design client or how would I do it setting it up to sell my services as a web designer?
0: The second one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like, so i just jump in to to chat gpt and and i just say hey listen you know um i say i need a uh, an email text to uh my email list they are business owners and so i just kind of give it as much information as i can i explain you know who who's on my email list i even put on how many and then what i'm wanting to talk about and then what call to action i really want them to do um and then i just hit enter and I wait a few seconds, and it starts generating things out. And then if I don't like something, I'll say, uh, "Can you break the second paragraph into three bullet points?" Um, and so I just kind of guide it along like that. And it's phenomenal what it does. Um, and then I'll ask it, "Can you show me another variation for, you know, if, if somebody, um, if, if this is the first email they've they've gotten from me?" um and so just give it a couple different scenarios like that and then you get a couple of different email options and then I ask it for subject lines and I always like you know what would be a subject line that would be um very you know what would be a subject line that's most likely to get opened um and I always say give me three options I don't know why it's just what I've started doing and, and it works um and then I just I take it and I use it in email like that. I'll copy and paste it right out of there. If I'm using the content to script a video or a blog post, then I take the content. I drop it into a Google doc and I edit it from there. I don't want to go verbatim out of that into content, into the out into the public sphere, um, but I will use it verbatim in my own emails.
0: Nice. Like it. What about you, Steph? Anything that you'd add to that?
2: Uh, no. I think that that covered it pretty well. I haven't done a ton of that with the sales thing. Um, I have generated some emails and things. And and uh, the key thing about what Eric was saying there, too, is that um, the concept of it being in this chat format is that it's iterative. So it's not like you say like you know write me this email and it was totally terrible. So you have to go back and say. No, write me an email about this, 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 and this. Okay. No, that wasn't good. Write me an email about this, 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 and that. Like you don't have to keep restating your initial thing. You can have it tweak what it's just said. Like it remembers the context. If you are in chat GPT, it remembers the context, context of what you're, what you've been talking about, which is super cool. And that's something that even in other sort of technology, that's not something that we've really seen a lot of, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. I found, cause I don't know if it's just me, but I've had not the greatest luck with it in terms of actually like using chat GPT in a real sense. Like I'll say like write an article that, that covers this, you know, and include these main points or whatever and make it 1500 words. Right. And then it'll like cover the main points, but it's like really shallow. And I'll be like, that was only like 500 words like can you rewrite it so that it's 1500 words and i'll say sure no problem i'll rewrite it so it's 1500 words and then it does its thing and then i'm like okay now it's like 700 words <laughs> so i don't know if i'm doing something wrong or if it's just you know it's still in in beta so they're working out the kinks but um yeah, yeah the- I-
1: so I, I was gonna say i've never asked it to write me a long piece of content like that um, I, when I've done some blog content with it, I always start with it really small, um, and just ask for the outline first. And then I'll like, uh, remove point two and did it. And then I go back and forth on laying out the outline and then I go, okay, you know, so like, let's say we got six points out of it. All right. Write me a small description for each of those. And then I go through because I don't want to get, 1500 words and sit there and read the whole thing and i'm not gonna yeah, remember by the yeah. time i get to word 1500 i'm not gonna remember you know word 70. um so that's been my approach and i've had great success with it and we do have a couple clients we're currently using it to provide their their weekly content um and they're loving the results you know we we take it and then we tweak it uh and send it to them and they're like this is great thanks and so
0: yeah 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 see happy. for me playing devil's advocate here for that i at least at this point i feel like it would take more time and energy to go through the iterative process and like the refining and doing it step by step than it would for me just to dive in and do i i am a pretty decent writer and i'm not um like i want to say i'm quick but i'm you know pretty average speed so for me it's like oh, if i would just do it myself you know so uh, i
2: think
1: I think so for me, too, like on if I was writing something for in, in transit shoes and I haven't used it for writing a blog post on us, but I'm talking about like writing stuff for a real estate broker. I don't know the industry at right, all with uh, uh, okay. a, a temp agency, you know, and, and we write content, HR content every week. I don't know anything about that. Um, and so like with our bro. So we have a real estate broker and I you went I went through and I said, I need um 12 blog post ideas for a real estate broker that does da da da, da, da. and it, it wrote me once i got rid of a couple but then i sent the list and i said what do you think of these 12 for the next for the first quarter of this year and they were like oh yeah we love we love all of those okay then i went and had it write the descriptions for it and sent set it back and said hey based upon the titles here's the direction that we would take each article and they go oh yeah that's those are good and a couple they changed from at that point but then we went right back in and again, in chat GPT on the left hand side, it saves your conversation history. So I'm able to go in and scroll back, you know, to that and open it up and continue the conversation. So that's how I've used it for that, because I don't know that that industry. But you're that's right. True, yeah. And what design I would just do it myself.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes total sense for that. That's cool. Uh, OK, so um, kind of move things along here. Um, uh, so the sales process now say chat GPT helps us land a client right we're moving it along um Steph would you use it for say like generating okay say before we've landed a meeting done the the discovery call and now it's time to do a proposal would you use chat GPT to help you build a proposal
2: hundred percent right yeah. so
0: walk walk us I've through used- what that' looked like
2: So one thing that, uh, I have found very useful, it it relates to several of these sort of content generation elements. And that is, uh, I don't think I'm a horrible writer either. I mean, I have, I'm not a copywriter. I have my voice and that's it, (laughs) you know? So it's not like I am going to change careers or anything like that. But, um, but it's a lot of times it's overwhelming to get started or I'll have like, bits of things like i've collected a form from a client like an onboarding form or i've made some notes in a meeting or whatever and it's like ugh, i just like the idea of like putting all that together and writing out here's your project overview and here's the scope of the project and here's the time you know like all that stuff but you can just dump it in ugly like you can dump in the raw data that you have and say formulate this into a project brief or a proposal or whatever how, whatever terms you want to do and um and it will then, you know, and you can say like use these sections and it will do that kind of stuff. Um, you can uh, like, I'll say, I'll have it write creative briefs, like for even the bitty, the smaller pieces of it, as I'm going to then take those. Like if I need to get a bid from some of my contractors first by ch- or something like that, you know, I can say like write a creative brief for designing an e-commerce website that sells this type of product. I just did this this week, in fact, and, um, and is in this local region and has these colors and you know like all that kind of stuff and it'll just it brought up a huge super like detailed um brief that then i just you didn't go back and you fill in the gaps where it's like wrong or you know cuz i mean it's some some of it they call it hallucinating right it just makes stuff up but if it it doesn't really know um you know it doesn't know about really what products there are i mean it's not searching the web at this point Like ChatGPT or some of these tools is not actively searching. It's been trained up to a certain point, like September of 2021, something like that, with some exceptions. Like it does, they do update certain other things because they had like some issues. It was only up to 2019 when it was initially launched. And like it was just what COVID was. It didn't know what COVID was. Right. So there was like. Like some things it had to get up to speed on or else it was really going to make some big mistakes. But, but anyway, yeah, you can just go and say to do this. And one thing that, that, uh, kind of helps in formatting it. And again, if you're using it directly in chat GPT or in one of the tools that has the chat function, like in Bertha or something, you, you can say to chat GPT, like act like a creative director. Act like a web developer, act like a whatever expert on whatever it is that you want it to do, and it formats things in that way. So it will then grab things in a different way than if it was just it's just randomly searching its knowledge base for that kind of information.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: no, that's incredible.
0: Um awesome. Okay, so we're we're moving along. We've landed the client, we've done the bid, they've accepted the bid. Now we're we're going to start the process. So, how would you use any AI tool, not just ChatGPT, to carry the web design project down the line? Would you do wireframes? Would you start with the design? How would you use AI? This is open to anyone. Thank you. I mean, Eric, do you have something? Your name is Eric or Stephanie?
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I was going to say. yeah, I, I totally love to get a couple ideas out of mid-journey um, on some design ideas. And uh, and now I'm really I, – I got my iPad a couple seconds ago and wrote down a note to myself because um, I just had a, a client kickoff meeting today and gathered all their stuff for a, a new website. And now I have to create the brief to hand off to the team. Stephanie, no, that was too. gold. I'm going to totally – go in and, and have tries awesome. and test that out because that could be game changer I hate creating the brief um mm-hmm. but anyway so yeah I would use Midjourney uh to do that um and so I'll be curious I've, I've done a couple and I've liked it um you know that may be one of the first places I phase out if I you know a, a, a designer depending on how it goes but uh yeah
2: I don't um I don't feel like it's I don't I don't know. I haven't tried saying like uh act like Donald Miller and and wireframe a website. You know, I mean, maybe that would help a little bit. I I see a lot of folks putting um some cool thing videos up there. Look at these awesome websites that ChatGPT or um not ChatGPT, uh like Midjourney or some of the other ones have um have designed and it's like Yeah, I mean, they make a cool picture, but it looks more like something you'd see on like an artist showcase, like Behance or something. Like it doesn't look like something that us as marketers and web developers would be like, okay, I can see the user experience and I can see the, you know, the information architecture and the calls to action and all that. Like it just looks like a cool picture of a website to me. So I don't, I don't find that you could just go and say that like at this point. Um, now, if you really got your prompts tight and you could feed it some examples, that's another thing that's really cool is that if you show it, like, um, do like, if you a- say a question and ask for an answer and say, like this, and then do another question and answer, it's really good at learning from examples, like even better than refining the things that you're asking it, um, all of these AI things. So it's really, that's really interesting. And there's another tool that I will find before the end of the show, because I can't remember where I saved it. <laughs> It's not in my regular link dump of AI tools, but it's um, it's really slick. And I'm going to use this the next time I do a wireframe. It's You can use a wireframe or any, like you can use it for anything, but you can just hand sketch something really messy and then tell it what to do to turn it into. And it will then, which I do that a lot, like on my big yellow notepad, you guys know I have. Uh, I'll sketch out like, oh, I want this section, this section, just scribble in really fast and it will turn that into like a low fidelity wireframe which and and it will import it into like figma or something so it's not just a picture of it it can actually like import it into a tool where you can manipulate it which is that's that's a huge thing right there because that sort of eliminates like if you want to like i don't know figma i wish i did when i started building websites it didn't exist and by the time it became as popular as it is now i mostly had other people doing that part of the project so I wish I knew it because sometimes I want to just get in there and say like, no, this is what I want, uh, but I don't know the tool enough. But now if I can do something like that, where I can just give it a rough sketch and then you can, oh, that to me is a really cool way for some planning of the project.
0: Um, can we take a quick step back and define, so you talked about a couple tools, right? Mid-Journey mm-hmm. and then one that you can't remember the name, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, can we, do, can we define what, what is Mid-Journey, what it does?
2: Midjourney is image generation, so awesome. that's uh, an AI image generation that is super super powerful. It is. Um,
1: you have to have a Discord account.
2: It runs through kind of Discord. Yeah, it's it's a more techie. It's a more techie one. The easier one for starter for you know beginners is Dali, which is the one that's done by OpenAI. So if you guys go to openai.com. And you can sign up for an account and you can either use chat GPT right from there or Dolly and Dolly was named after, uh, it's a combination of like Wally from the Pixar movie, Pixar movie and the painter. Movie the yeah, Dolly the painter and Wally the robot. And so that's, which I think is pretty awesome because it's like robots making art. So
0: yeah, that's dope.
2: Um, and then, okay, so Vicky just brought up a great point. If we could throw this in there. Um, I haven't been looking at the chat. Uh, I should have been. So she mentions that there's no plagiarism where art is concerned. Images yeah, are I, in the likeness of, but are not direct copies. This is a big one. This is a I big one. I think that was so in gonna...
0: reference to um, Daniel Cooper's question. question. Uh, yeah. It's said, question for the group. Does using chat GPT put you at risk for plagiarism?
2: Uh, I would love to tackle this one. So um, Daniel, that's an excellent question. Technically, uh, it is not copying word for word blocks of text. It is a predictive text generator the way it, it writes words. So uh, just like when you're talking, if you, if, or when I talk, if you would ask me the same question, I would give you the same idea if you ask this to me tomorrow, but I wouldn't put necessarily the same words in order that I am right now. And so if you ask it the same questions, it will a- answer it mostly in slightly different ways. Um, and so you can take your your words that you write and you can feed them through a plagiarism checker to make sure that it passes. And, like, the level for um uh, American universities to pass a plagiarism checker is shockingly low. <laughs> like, it only needs to be, like, 30% original for it to say, like, it's good enough. For your college essay or whatever but uh a lot of times these the plagiarism checker sometimes it'll flag it and sometimes it won't and there's a little hack you can do you can if it's looking a little plagiary you can feed it back into the to the bot whichever you're using and say um, rewrite this like a human (laughs) which is a fun little tool and then it'll a little trick and then it'll spit it out and a lot of times that will pass a plagiarism checker um, so that's with copy, which is, you know, there are tools that you could just go and check and see if this is stolen. It's a lot more complicated and it's a much more fraught issue with imagery. So if you generate and if an AI generates images, it cannot they cannot be copywritten. There is no copyright um, allowed to be assigned to a non sentient being so, uh, you know, a robot doesn't have personhood, so it can't be given a copyright, even if you're the one generating it. So you have to then take that and manipulate it to a certain extent, which I don't understand where that line is to then be able to copyright it yourself. But as it comes out of those machines, they are not able to be copywritten, which is why there's some other cool tools out there that will let you search images that have been generated. So, like there's tons of tools out there. Bertha has this one too built in rather than trying to generate your own because there's tons of people out there like crushing it with the prompt game and like all the things they're putting. So you can just go and search and they're free and they're no copyright because of how it's been generated. So that's right. a whole other sort of stock image thing that is happening. But um but yeah, so uh somebody put in the chat there the a plagiarism checker. Um, I dropped.
1: I dropped a couple in there, and you can also use Grammarly. Grammarly will help check it as well. But, um, yeah.
2: Now the issue with uh, imagery that is why it's a more complex thing is because there's a lot of artists up in arms saying that you know their work is being stolen without their consent or compensation, things like that. And at first, I was like, "Come on! Like, where did you learn to paint? You also studied other artists' work." And then painted original things, you know, so I was like, sort of on that train of like, I don't know about that. And then the more I started researching and seeing the results of things where it's like, they will actually sometimes show like, it'll generate an image. And you can see like, it's not uh, exact, but it's part of like the Getty images watermark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it'll generate that. So it's like, okay, maybe it is stealing some stuff. Right. So there's a lot of issues right now and so Getty Images has a big lawsuit out. There's another um like a class action thing with a few other artists who are suing OpenAI and all this stuff. So there's a lot of issues with um
1: with the industry
2: ethics of it. Right, cuz uh, it's I
1: was going to say I'll see if I can find the link and get it to you, Steph. Um, so I'm a I'm a painter, and I saw watch this video of a very uh, famous painter that went up against an AI computer, and they gave the computer and this artist the same prompt, and it said, "In the style of James Gurney, that's the name of the artist, paint a picture of you know da 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 da," and he couldn't see what the computer did. And he st- sat there and painted a picture, and they held it up. And it was freaky how similar he sat there and out of his brain created an image and what that AI machine uh, generated from the same prompt.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely see the danger there, especially if you can tell it to do it in the style of this artist. And it's like, well, why does this artist need to keep painting when the AI can just do it, you know?
2: Yeah, so So there's a a lot of, of stuff there. So when it comes to generating art for your site, the other... um reason that stock sites aren't really at risk now is because the ai generators really struggle with certain things like hands and teeth (laughs) and stuff sometimes i don't know if you've seen any of these oh yeah, so freaky and creepy and weird and um sometimes it, it it's i've read an article about it like why is this a thing and it's it it may be because of some restrictions but like you it's like amazing the detail on some of the things that it comes up with and then the hands there's like seven fingers or like two hands coming out of the wrist or like the teeth are like double rows like sharks you know it's like super weird so maybe they're just trying to keep it from actually like looking too much like real human people but also they were saying like something with the hands like there's not a lot of um like the way a hand is and holds on to something like the mechanics of a hand aren't usually super clear in a lot of imagery so uh, so it's like i don't know anyway it's a weird thing but vicky Mm -hmm. is um chiming in on a lot of the stuff she's got a lot of experience with these tools she's been doing things oh she said uh it sees images of signatures and reproduces something similar that may end up looking like a signature but it's not reproducing signatures right so this is you could see where this is just a complicated issue and you can i can see both sides of it but it's it's going to have to come to a head and there's going to have to unfortunately be some regulations put in place at some point. So,
0: yeah, I mean, cause if it's being trained off of stock photos and a lot of the stock photos have the watermark, Mm -hmm. the AI brain is saying, Hey, that must be what is good in pictures. So I'm going to do something similar (laughs) or a signature. Yeah. So that makes total sense. So, so mid journey, I'm looking at it. Like you said, it's more like, art right it almost looks like um what's like comic book art what is it called um like graphic novel type art Mm -hmm. um which is like ridiculous that this was not created by a human um but not really something you're going to use for web design so much most of the time so are there any other tools for um create something more i guess practical for actual like web design, whether that's imagery, photos, or even like the actual design of a website, um, yeah, anything like that.
2: I'm not sure I understand the question. Sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> so like I'm, just, other... I'm
0: looking at mid-journey and I'm 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 having trouble seeing how like the average web designer can use this in the average website because it's all very like artsy. Is there any other tools that? are more practical for, to be used for web design purposes
1: oh no well, if, I mean... you, if you give mid journey the prompt it will create a uh that doesn't look like the pictures i think that you're seeing
0: yeah i'm um, just in the showcase yeah
1: yeah 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 you know it it'll come up with like a web page a whole a whole web page that you know is looks decent
0: oh wow okay that's cool that's awesome and then what about like stock photo like images like of that don't look artistic, but just look like real people? Is that can Mid Journey do that too? Or is that Dolly?
2: They can both do it. Yeah, okay. you can get them to do anything. It is um, it is still, obviously, it's still growing and changing and learning. Uh, oh, Andrew Palmer's in the chat tonight. He is in Thailand right now. So he's up early in the morning. And he said Mid Journey can and does produce web design images. It's all in the prompt. Yeah. Cool.
0: So, okay. That answered uh, my question.
2: I'm, I'll yeah. drop a
0: don't Good go look in, don't
1: go don't go look yet, but I'm gonna drop a link to a site that has um I I think 15 web designs that were done in, in mid-journey. Oh
0: so, wow. Yeah. Um That's
1: awesome. I wanna be, there's Daniel asked a question. It's a very common question I, I hear asked. Um if two different people ask a similar thing, would the results be similar, Steph?
2: Well, what are you asking? I mean, yeah, or no?
1: If you if you go to Chat GPT or Birth AI, and I go and we both type in the same prompt, are we going to get identical results?
2: No, it's not usually identical. Uh, I mean, sometimes there are things that have. Um, you know like sometimes you'll get a repeated image or very 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 similar or a repeated answer in the text or something like that but for the most part it's not copying and pasting it from anywhere it's right. generating it right. so you know if you asked me 10 days in a row to answer the same question that that was a few sentences long right i would i, I might accidentally say it exactly the same two or three times, you know, if I really am familiar with the answer, but for the most part, it's going to have a word or two different, or I could go off on a complete tangent and answer it completely differently altogether. And that's basically how that these generative tools work.
0: Yeah, here we go. So say, say, Stephanie, you bumped your head, you had short term memory loss, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't remember past the day, if I asked you a question today, and then tomorrow I ask you the same question, and you uh-huh. didn't remember that I asked you that question the day before, it'll be similar, but it probably wouldn't be the same
2: exactly it's it works a lot like that
0: so it has short-term memory loss essentially
2: (laughs) well sort
0: of yeah what's going to be crazy is when because as as i understand it right now like it remembers context and different threads but it it gets to the point where it's like like for example jarvis in iron man and 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 the marvel movies where it, it knows you and, and and adapts to you personally. Like that's like next level, like freaky stuff there, but also super useful. Yeah,
2: Well, <laughs> you know what? Like the more I spend time working um, with AI in my day-to-day life on, you know, for different website projects and things like that. And then I also, you know, not that long ago, we had uh, Chip Edwards on who talked about voice assistants And they have such limited, you know, like these voice assistants that turn our lights on and off or answer questions or tell us the weather or whatever. It's like all of a sudden it feels rudimentary to me because I want it to be able to know all of this other stuff and to figure things out and to take, you know, to be able to like process multiple level tasks and to do things that I want it to do rather than just, tell, you know, reading off to me like the answer it finds on the web
0: right yeah exactly like you want it to like it's almost never read between to. the lines like understand w- what your intent is rather than just answering like literally yeah I'm like the we same were mind.
2: i was getting ready for this uh you know earlier earlier i was getting ready to come on the shows in the bathroom putting my makeup and stuff and i was thinking about like how we were going to structure this like you said i was like maybe we could break this down and what i really wanted to say was uh you know hey jarvis (laughs) you know like i wanted to say like open up a note in my notion create a new one and make this list for me and then write a you know like put in some more information like i wanted to just have it be an actual like sidekick assistant and go do things for me and i'm i'm like i'm just ready for this to start happening and it's coming you guys like that stuff will be here like i have zero doubt that we will be able to do that. I mean, that could happen in a, a year's time. Like it's not like it's changing and growing so rapidly.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about like Amazon Alexa and Siri, they connect to like your smart thermostat, your lights, your this, your that through all these APIs. Well, think about once they start adding those API capabilities into chat GPT and, and it's, it's all gets linked together. So you're having it, create a website for you and then you also are able to tell it to uh open the garage because you have someone that's going to be dropping off a package or you know whatever and it's like your life just becomes intertwined through all of these api connection points into the ai assistant that's actually smart not no offense to apple but siri is not very smart so
2: (laughs) when siri starts with the hmm i'm not sure i'll show you here's what i found on the web Just cancel immediately. (laughs) That is never useful ever. But uh, what I want, what I want is where it's like, I can program a routine into my smart speaker that if I say, you know, like turn up the temperature or something like that. But what if we could just say, Hey, Hey, robot, I'm hot. And it would know, like that's not a pre-programmed phrase, but it would know, like, okay, I'm going to turn the, you're in this room. I'm going to turn the fan on in the room you're in and I'm going to lower the thermostat and I'm right. going to alert you that there's a, a door or a window open. That's probably causing the temperature to go, you know, like right. things like that where it can or like, know
0: like, Hey, oh. it's probably not hot enough to turn the AC on. How about I crack the window instead? Yeah, you know? there you go.
2: Perfect. <laughs> it's only sixty-two degrees outside. Should we open a window? Yeah, exactly. So that's the kind of stuff we're we're heading towards, you guys. But we're we're not talking about websites anymore, Tim. I know, it's so we keep easy to off track. I <laughs> you know. It's so fun to talk about this stuff.
0: All right. So w- we we did we did the the mock up in Midjourney, right? Whether we started with a, a oh, I
2: found a, that app by the way
0: Wireframe. Oh, okay, what is it?
2: It's called you. Wizard, I think, but it's spelled U-I-Z-A-R-D.io. u I Z A R D dot I O. You wizard is a really bad name. I'm gonna put it in the chat. Nice. Uh all right. So you've generated so the, sketch a wireframe and then it'll create it.
0: You generated the, the mock-up, right? So say hypothetically we have the the complete mock-up generated from whatever tool, and now all right. We need to it's been refined somehow now we need to actually build it so where do well, we wait go ai's
2: are on the sideline like put me in coach can i write it can we write the copy put me in yeah. coach
0: yeah that's, that's like the
2: easiest
0: I, <laughs> I forgot about that part <laughs> all right like, so we go we go back to chat gpt put in the prompts have them write the copy right then we need to spend more time there i, I just want to make sure we get to the actual building part
2: yeah 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 no we are running out of time yeah that's good everybody uh, knows how to do the copy stuff
0: yeah we've covered covered copy we're good um so now we're moving on to development what does that look like are we back in chat gpt is there any other crazy web development ai tools i don't know about yet
1: eric do you have any uh i not i don't know about development but we use a project management um called hive and a couple of weeks ago hive rolled out their ai integration and so you can go in now and say hey create me a checklist to accomplish this thing and it just like all the different steps you need to do to and so i went in and said hey i need a i need a checklist to launch a, a wordpress website and i'll tell you what it was extremely impressive the the checklist. So I think, you know, that would be one way uh, to do it is to help organize your work.
2: That's a great idea. Yeah. And I don't uh, like at this point, there aren't any tools that I know of that are going out and installing WordPress for you and installing your theme and doing all of that stuff. I don't see why that wouldn't come, but, um, what, what people are doing though, is going out and saying, uh, Can you generate me the code to have a pop-up modal that comes up and displays this, this, and this with this background color and stuff like that? You can go in and generate bits of code or you can have it tell you how to do certain CSS things. And I know you've had a struggle with your plugin. um, And a lot of times it does make mistakes, but you can actually have it um, check for bugs in its own code and make fixes and if you if you just do iterate on things a lot yeah. of times they can come up with a viable solution if there are things that that you want it to develop but this is yeah. where it's still in the hands of the project manager slash business Prompt owner slash creator. developer you know whoever it is the yeah. the creator the human being that's running the show yeah. um
0: and just to reiterate what steph said i was having chat gpt just build a, a simple plugin and WordPress in WordPress and it like initially it was like generated the code right i put it together uploaded it like crashed like nothing wouldn't even run so then i had it debug it debug it and then i was able to get the plugin installed right it activated without doing a white screen um but it didn't actually do anything it didn't actually do so then i was like does this plugin actually function to achieve, I don't even remember what the, the actual like function of the plugin was something super basic. And I was like, no, it doesn't for, to do that. You'll need to do this, 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 and that. So I'm like, okay, you need to do it please. <laughs> um, And so I think if I would have spent enough time, like through that iteration process, it would have like eventually gotten there. Um, but But yeah, I think it's, it's in the early stages of, of like, creating like flawless code but it's like it hasn't focused on that right like it could easily be trained to a point where it's able to create all like flawless code from the start that works and isn't going to produce any errors so it's impressive what it can do so far with the limited knowledge that it has what well, you look like you're gonna say something
1: Eric. i was gonna say could part of that also be because of the point in time up to which it's been Uh, what information it has access to because things change, you know, and, and updates to WordPress and, you know, uh, themes and, you know, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. PHP. um, Because I was thinking this and I, I didn't know that what we talked about earlier that it was just programmed up to a certain point, because one of the things I did notice you got to be careful is sometimes the content it suggests for Facebook ads is in violation of Facebook's terms of use. And I'm like, that didn't make any sense to me, except for the terms of use changes have happened in the last, you know, six, seven months. So now right. I'm like, oh, no wonder it's so could could that be why it's struggling with code?
0: Maybe potentially I'm I'm myself am not a full blown programmer. So I couldn't tell you what it did wrong and why mm-hmm. it was wrong to, to see at that point. But that, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I think right now, at least what I read, this is what someone wrote in a, probably in a Facebook group. Um, so I don't know if this is actually why, but, um, it's been trained on the internet. The internet has a lot of crappy code, right? If you look That's at true. like stack path and like everything, so it's, it hasn't been able to discern what is good code and what is bad code. And it's just kind of like, it's learned from it and it's like in a way regurgitating, it's generating it, but it hasn't like, been taught what perfect code is. And, and, and at least from my understanding, so someone can. It sense I, honestly, I think on, that but,
2: it so. has a lot more ability than you think it does. It's just, again, it's another tool that takes practice and learning and figuring out how to yep, get that totally. out. Of it. Um. So on the topic of using AI to develop a website, uh, Andrew Palmer is listening. And for some reason he's sending me private messages because apparently I'm not covering things to his satisfaction. <laughs> uh, and he's not putting them in the chat. So I'm just, I could just claim them as my own, but I'm honest. Uh, and he, But what he just said was very interesting. Oh, okay. I told him to put it in the chat. So he did. Um, let me see. Is it coming up? It's not showing up in here. It's I, showing up? I on, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Let's see it. So this is what I wanted to say. Um, and this is uh, it's long, so it broke into two different things. But uh, AI has the potential to revolutionize web design. Web de- websites can become more interactive and personalized with AI driven features like facial recognition, voice recognition, natural language processing, continued, and machine learning capabilities. With AI, websites will be able to cater to user interests, making them more engaging and enjoyable for visitors. So, what The way I read this is um, we are so early days that we don't even know what questions to ask. Like, we're asking, like, could AI install WordPress for me? Forgetting about that, like, this is going to change everything, right? So that's like a photographer, you know, like a brand new with a first camera saying, like, well, can this paint? Something for me, you know, like it's di- it's just a completely new thing. So yes. imagine the stuff that this will be able to do, and with this processing that's happening behind the scenes, what it will be able to what we'll be able to then include in our websites. And you guys, we're on the cutting edge. So think how much money we can charge for all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
1: I I I think a couple other w- areas where we're really going to see it impact uh, web design is in areas of like may, uh, website accessibility. Um, Mm. It it is going to completely change and revolutionize website accessibility um, and then the dynamic content. Uh, And and so how you're going to be able to make micro adjustments and not just macro, but micro adjustments in like sales copy and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be totally, totally insane. And that's where I think it's important to remember. I think it was Henry Ford who said that, if the rail on railroad companies would have realized they were in the transportation business and not the railroad business, they'd have been the first ones building airplanes. And so mm-hmm. I'm constantly talking to my team. Um, and by constant, I mean once a year when we do we do a SWOT analysis <laughs> by the team. Um, so once a year we do a SWOT analysis. And I talked. One of the things I talk about is we are not a web design. We are not web designers. We are online marketers. Um, and we help our clients right now by providing them websites. So you got to kind of think that through. And like you said, Steph, have an abundance mindset. Don't be afraid. This isn't going to take your job. There's some really exciting opportunities coming up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it is cool. Yeah. I like what, what Andrew was saying about the personalization aspects too. That'll be huge. Cause if you think about like right now, if you want it to add in some dynamic content that's personalized based off of like even something simple like geographic right well i guess divi now makes it pretty easy but like it used to involve adding in a specific plugin that will handle that part and stuff but if if like you're building a website with ai that's coding everything from scratch you can add in all those dynamic personalization aspects just by speaking it you know the huge
1: or or it's going to solve things like so any at time i move to a new you know country like so right now i'm in you know in mexico and if i don't turn my vpn on and i go to log into google analytics or google search console everything's in spanish because google sees that i'm in mexico so it's just assuming i want it in spanish i don't yeah. speak spanish i mean yeah. i know how to ask for the cinnamon in the grocery store but outside of that I, i'm useless things Uh, well i get sent to the grocery store for a lot of weird things um and so but anyway uh i think that once it gets to the point where it can start learning like yes i'm in another country but english is still my primary language it's just going to make that personalization like andrew was talking about so it's just going to make the web even more exciting
0: all right so here's a question this isn't directly related to web design but it's like we're talking about really using ai in a fluid way right right now it's very like in a box right it's like i have to go into chat gpt and ask these types of questions right or i have to go into uh mid-journey or i have to go into this and ask right and then kind of what you just described Derek, is almost like at an os level right at the operating system level where it's just kind of integrated in do you, do we think companies like open AI are going to get acquired by the big players like Apple or Google in order to take that? I know being in AI, open AI or whatever, or, uh, doing some sort of partnership or whatever, but cause that's really where it, I feel like it becomes really useful is when it is unleashed, right? It's no longer in the constraints of asking it a prompt when you're logged in to that website right but when it's just kind of part of your everyday like if you think of like jarvis right in the movies it's just he's just there right he's everywhere he's in the kitchen he's in this he's on the phone he's on the computer and then it's just it's it has access to everything it can go and install wordpress if that's what you need it to do because it has those access points and um so I forgot, I think that was, that was going to be a question. <laughs> Where do you guys see the future oh, yeah. with that? Like, is it going to be at the OS level? Um, is it going to be, it's going to you know... be so much
2: bigger than that, Tim. I mean, Microsoft's already given $10 billion or something ridiculous like that. Right. Um, and the, the one thing that's going to be the craziest that we haven't really talked about with web stuff is like, what's going to happen with SEO and search and mm. things like that? That's going to be, um, That whole industry is going to be definitely changed and in some pretty big ways um so anyway like microsoft has has taken over and uh, not taken over but invested tons in this and so now it's like natively built into bing so google try is trying to do it google's been in the ai game for a very long time too i mean this artificial intelligence isn't owned by open ai They just built a really, really powerful computer so that they could do some of those things I was saying at the beginning with, you know, sort of keep it uh, like protected a little bit, but also accessible uh, to everyone. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot to be said about that, but I think it's going to sort of get to the point where it's just impacting every single area of our lives. I mean, look at what's like, so cars, like self-driving cars Ha- electric vehicles have been on the horizon and they're now commonplace. And now we're going to start getting into self-driving, uh self-driving trucks on the highways and things like that are a reality now. Uh I just read in Japan, they now have robots doing deliveries out to rural areas, uh riding on the streets and taking deliveries, you know? And so, you, you know, when we start to have more mainstream access to this technology, uh, we're going to start to see that what happens when you go to the doctor and instead of relying on, one human being to read your chart effectively or remember what you told him or remember how things work together or what interactions drugs have. But if you can put it into a robot that has this incredible database and doesn't have the fallibility of the human memory, you know, like imagine what that's going to do to healthcare or yeah. really, I mean, really any industry that we're talking about, education, you know, we've got teachers trying to lock down chat GPT so the kids can't use it and then you've got other teachers who are like this is the future let's learn how to use it and let's benefit from it and let's learn how to teach with it you know so it's just it's a it's a moving train and this is a whole new um this is like the industrial revolution this is this is another one of those this is the AI revolution and it's it's not going anywhere and it's going to be moving fast
0: (laughs) yeah all I can say is Uh, as soon as there's a robot that can do my laundry and do the dishes and cook, I like there is, I will spend any amount of money that I need to obtain that. Um,
2: you need Rosie from the Jetsons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tesla, the Tesla bot is meant to be able to do those types of, of tasks, um, that they're coming out with, uh, to be able to like not just household, but be able to do like, um, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like basic tasks, right? Like that doesn't take a lot of like problem solving, you know, repetitive tasks. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, I think we are out of time. Obviously we could talk about this subject for days, uh, a lot uh, to discuss here. I think we kind of gave a good overview of what is there today in AI as far as how it pertains to web design. Um, and then also we, we discuss kind of what the future may look like with AI integrated into our lives. So um, if you like this episode, definitely give us a thumbs up. If you're watching right now live, I am talking to you directly. Uh, we only have five likes, but apparently we only have six people watching live right now. So I guess that's pretty we have good. We 18 uh,
2: watching live.
0: Oh, mine's saying six. Uh, I just need to refresh it.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. 16. Good. Um, yeah, let us know, uh, uh, if you have any topics for us that you would like us to discuss on a future episode, we love doing user listener requested topics. Um, so definitely let us know. Uh, and then if you would like to rate this podcast, you can go to rate this podcast.com slash Divi chat, and then it, that will link you out to all the places, uh, depending on where you watch podcasts or listen to podcasts uh we love reviews we don't get a lot of them but it really is the cheapest way that you can pay us back right we don't we don't get paid for this it's not monetized oh, in any way
2: chat GPT to write you an awesome review for divvy that would be
1: fun
0: boom <laughs> epic yeah <laughs> Alrighty, everyone i think thanks that's everybody it. Anyone has any final thoughts
2: good all right take care Bye bye